0: Hey Mike! Hey. I hear there's this sporting event happening in Florida someday that everyone seems to go crazy about. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah they, really sounds this is yes,
0: yeah, super something. Super, super plate? Bowl? Bowl. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. What's it. what's this all about?
1: <laughs> it's uh, where we put all of our masculinity and fears together and we put them on a field. It's amazing. <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs>
0: well that sounds intriguing (laughs) when is it like when is it kicking off pacific time
1: oh man you can't ask me tactical details like that (laughs) usually the way i figure it out is one of my friends who are cool they hold a party and then that's when i figure out when the super bowl is
0: (laughs) okay well i'm I'm assuming no super bowl party this sunday or at least not a not a big one no
1: no i think (laughs) i think we got a zoom one going
0: This is the Americanist podcast. Uh, My name is Johannes Ehrmann. I'm a journalist and writer in Berlin, Germany, and I'm joined by my dear friend and accomplished scholar in Stanford, California, Mike Biocchi. (laughs) Welcome, Mike. Yeah, we're all getting hyped up. Super Bowl Sunday, only a few hours away. Um, American media getting pretty hyped up. Um, I'm just going to read you one tiny little quote here from an article on The Ringer. Tom Brady. The NFL's titan is going against Patrick Mahomes, the young challenger who throws lightning. This Super Bowl matchup is beyond legendary. It is mythical. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) So how how excited are you? A few Uh, days.
1: uh, I think it'll be fun if I'm aware of it. So we're just going to disclose this early. I barely understand sports. (laughs) I have a lot of fun,
0: but uh, I'm a little naive. Yeah, that's that's one part of your personality that I'm still struggling to understand. Because you actually, you like to do sports. That's right. Right? So yeah. you lift weight. You even have like a, a gym in your g- garage, I believe. That's right. Yes. Um, you do cycling. You used to do shot put in high school. Right. I remember that. And college. Yeah. And college. Um, yeah. And you were a catcher in Little League.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I did. Yeah, that's amazing You remember
0: that i wasn't there but i still can't forget it um so you just don't care about sports on tv so much or
1: yeah i think i mean like if my friends are playing sports i'll go watch and enjoy um Mm. a number of my students through the past few years have been just extraordinary athletes Mm. so like i'll go see them Mm. but if there's not someone on the field who you know i care about it's very hard for me to yeah i would probably have more fun going to your daughter's track and field (laughs) Um, that's pretty
0: exciting (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> she's running the right way yeah that's the correct direction
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie i would probably have more fun if you're gonna be there as well one last you know
1: yeah. uh, i uh some of my very favorite sports times have like, when you and i went around uh germany checking out uh, mm. you know, uh football some games. soccer grounds yeah.
0: yes 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 you were in some of the greatest stadiums hamburg kaiserslautern Good old days. Um, But we're not here to talk about soccer. This is the Americanist, not the Europeanist. (laughs) And um, so, Brady versus Mahomes, right? Big mythical matchup. Um, And Tom Brady, of course, now in uh, Trump's home in Florida with the Buccaneers, Uh, but spent most of his uh, not so short career uh, up in New England, where you come from. That's right extended new england in maine um hegemonic influence yeah so what what do you think about this guy Uh, (laughs) so he shows up a lot
1: in outside of sports um Mm. you know uh has fairly distinct political views uh and shows up in movies and that kind of stuff so he's a real pop icon Mm. but oh my gosh i mean he he took uh there's a long chunk of NFL, uh, fo- you
0: know, football history that is completely built around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he can win his seventh Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. Um, of course, Mahomes is sort of like a new generation um, of quarterbacks, um, and you already mentioned the masculinity aspect of the sport. Um, quarterback position very much built around white strongmen yeah. decidedly. Um, so maybe just a little stat here. Um, 70% of NFL athletes in total are black yeah. uh, by now, but almost 70% of NFL quarterbacks are still white. Wow. Yeah. So big discrepancy here. Um, is this something that is also discussed sort of in your circles yeah. Is it in the media there oh yeah
1: i mean amongst my friends like people have been talking about it, you know past couple of weeks mm-hmm. like uh but there's also been like linguistic analysis of how mm-hmm. like sports commentators have historically talked about like mm-hmm. um quarterbacks and other players like <clears throat> there's a lot more physicality discussions mm-hmm. and descriptors of black athletes uh, you know on the <clears throat> me, on the front lines and, and that kind of stuff where there's a lot mm-hmm. of like indications of like intelligence and leadership and and that, those mm-hmm. kinds of things with a quarterback and mm-hmm. yeah sure maybe you have to be mildly aware situationally aware in a different way if you're a mm-hmm. quarterback and you call some of the mm-hmm. plays or whatever mm-hmm. um but the distinctions are, are fairly minute mm-hmm. given how radically different people talk yeah. about it but yeah it's sort of like yeah, I mean let's just say it, like putting a white guy in charge of a, of a bunch of non-white
0: folks. Like it yeah. And a lot of it also seems to have to do with the fact that the NFL power structure is very much white as well. General yeah. managers tend to be white. Yeah. Team owners are almost exclusively white, really very wealthy businessmen. I mean, and those are the guys that take the decisions, right?
1: Yeah, and contrast that with the NBA um mm-hmm. which has a very different power structure and the athletes there are much more rewarded um, for speaking or defended for speaking out and speaking their minds whereas uh, the NFL is much more um, locked down of its
0: athletes. Mm-hmm. So there's an interesting shift going on though um, the number of, of black starting quarterbacks um, has actually doubled I think from last year to this year. Yeah. It has only uh, doubled I think, from five to 10 spots out of 32. Um, So that's why we're still at uh, a low percentage here. Um, But a few of the um, very spectacular young athletes uh, are minority athletes. Mm. Um, So Patrick Mahomes uh, is the reigning Super Bowl MVP. Lamar Jackson was the regular season MVP last year. And then Brady, 43 years old, Apparently he still has something to prove. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean he's one six. I, it, there's a question, you know, if if anyone will ever win six. Maybe yeah. Mahomes will because he's only uh, 25 uh, at this point, um, so he might have a shot. Yeah. Um, but I've heard it said so if Mahomes doesn't win Sunday, then he will never be the goat. <laughs> we should maybe explain this. Goat is greatest of all time. That's right. Yes, yeah, sorry sports acronym
1: um yeah i just love it i mean it just gets super hyped up and this is one of the like it's totally okay everybody agrees you just could be ridiculous with your descriptors during the super bowl um everything (laughs) matters a hundred times more than it really does yeah
0: (laughs) yeah everything everything matters and before we dive more into this paradigm shift that's going on uh, there in the nfl we have to talk of course about what is even more important the ads and the halftime show (laughs) Uh, right so uh, obviously the ads we can't already talk about maybe we'll talk about in the next episode what were your favorite ones Um, uh, halftime show I looked up the weekend at first I thought there was a, a vowel missing there the weekend weekend Clearly my own personal okay Boomer moment. I had absolutely no idea who they were. Um, Then I listened to their song, Blinding Lights, which has, I don't know, three trillion streams on Spotify or so. And actually pretty cool because it (laughs) sounded a lot like my childhood. It sounded a lot like the 80s. So (laughs) it's a modern song that sounds like 1983. (laughs) So
1: they're sampling us now? We're so old that they can reach
0: back? (laughs) So I'm... I'm feeling pretty old. <laughs> but it sounded vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure if it sounded familiar uh, because I listened to it uh, unintentionally right. in the last year <laughs> or because it just triggered so much of my childhood music in me. Uh. But yeah, yeah, pretty big event. Close to $450 million in ad revenue. Yeah. So this has tripled in 15 years. So the NFL is clearly doing pretty well with uh, yeah. the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, you know, yeah.
1: just... Uh, Mention that I mean like this is like one of those opportunities where everybody really is going to be looking at a TV at the same time And yeah. you know for a media ad buy like it used to be very important and now it's extraordinarily important getting ads in front of people is You know a very tough challenge. And so yes, uh, it is an intrinsic part of the Super Bowl that c- the commercial Ad placement capitalism is like right there in the the right in the center stage of it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah And so it is one of the, in in a very sort of divided country that we've talked about at length in in our earlier episodes. um, Is this sort of one of the last um, spectacles that everyone can agree on? Yeah, yeah,
1: I I would say like um, some of our sports are
0: really separated. So I
1: think like um, some of the racing, like NASCAR, um, tends to be you know more Republican, and um, I guess maybe the NBA has started to move to be more uh, sort of uh, Democrat something like that. You know, yeah. this this event um, mm. definitely is cross cultural here in the US.
0: We've watched one Super Bowl together, yeah. and I hinted at it last time. Um, the Chicago Bears played the Indianapolis Colts, or the other guys, as you like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so and and Peyton Manning at the time was the quarterback for the Colts. So another one of these like larger than life uh, um, quarterback figures. Um, how was it like growing up and and. You know, in, in high school, there's, I, I know there's a huge emphasis on sports yeah. uh, where you are. And, you know, we see it in, in movies and series like this, you know, quarterback figure. Yeah. Even in high school, he seems to be like the guy who everyone is like revering. Kid, yeah. yeah. Was, was it like that for you growing up in, in the high school as well? Or?
1: Well, uh, we did not have football. So my oh, yeah. school... Yeah. So football is a very expensive sport um, Mm -hmm. played by people who tend to not have a lot of resources. So this is a very Mm -hmm. sort of interesting Mm -hmm. phenomenon. It requires a lot of people on the field and Mm -hmm. it chews through people fairly quickly. It's a very taxing, like, you know, lower back, knees get blown out pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. People end up with concussions. There's also a Mm -hmm. lot of material investment. So Mm -hmm. helmets, pads, that kind of stuff. And and Mm -hmm. then you can imagine like insurance is also really high. So it does. So my my school didn't have it. Um we ha- we played soccer. <laughs> um, okay, cool. And uh so yes, our soccer captain was the cool kid. <laughs> um so he was the equivalent of the of the quarterback? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um but but in other places. So other other larger towns in Maine would have it. Um and yes, that dynamic definitely played out. Uh but uh, this is a regionally varying. So if you're in like Texas, Or Mm -hmm. Oklahoma in the United States Mm -hmm. that it is a huge uh, Mm -hmm. social construct and it's a Mm -hmm. huge the town itself um, builds around it you you, like there are Mm -hmm. um, like fields that are like a couple million dollars for these high school Mm -hmm. players which look like just like professional fields
0: and would you go then to these towns and hang out at the uh, you know Friday night games there (laughs) at the the high schools
1: I think we actually did. I do have like memories of going up to Lewiston-Auburn is a big uh, city, mm-hmm. sort of, or, well, <laughs> it's an adorable little city, but it's the, one of our biggest ones. Uh, so I do remember
0: going up to the For main standards, it's uh, cool. main standards. My main standard is it was the, the big city. Oh, cool. In contrast to German high schools where this competition aspect in sports is not really so pronounced, we we then rather go to like yeah. sports clubs in the afternoon. They're not associated with, with the high schools. Um... But I I remember you telling me that there was like this competitive spirit and even like putting individual students up against each other in sort of like a weird, positive, competitive spirit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, So it operates at a couple different levels. So uh, our towns would have different rivalries. Um, with mm-hmm. other towns, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, you know, maybe play a, a season of, you know, 15 games and five of them are peak competition because you're going against your rivals or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. even to some degree, uh, bigger than going through the finals or something like that, um, uh, through the, um. A lot of people would show up, uh, you know, to the games um, that were against our rivals. And then, yeah, I mean, there's encouraged rivalries within the teams in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, you know, like TV definitely turns the drama way up. Um, mm-hmm. I do sort of think of them as being rather healthy, um, you know, levels in practice. I can imagine maybe some towns, you know, had, had it differently. You know, it's the kind of thing where like you're trying for the same position or you're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, it just encourages you to go the extra mile, like, you know, in mm-hmm. your training and, and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of com-
0: competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And coaches would sort of uh, put you in these positions intentionally to, to compete for certain things with, yeah. with, for example, one other person.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like usually in my town. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like an open call for the position. You know, it'd be like, you know, we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out who's going to be pitching this game or who's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be in this batting position or something like that. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so it would be known that that spot was up, up for yeah. uh, uh, someone to take over.
0: I'm also asking this because I'm I'm trying to understand the the mindset of. Brady <laughs> yeah because um, I mean and I've I've covered sports here I, I used to be a sports writer so I I think I know a little bit um, or I try to imagine how how athletes uh, function yeah um, but I'm really, and we've seen it with a lot of with a lot of athletes that they just go on and on, and they mm-hmm. just sort of um, forget to stop. Uh, and I mean, and he's clearly still somehow at a peak because he reached yeah. the Super Bowl again. Um, yeah. And of course, he didn't do that alone. Um, I mean. One should also maybe mention that he threw three interceptions in the semifinals. Um, so, could, so people were like, yeah, Brady, put them on his back and took them to the Super Bowl. That's not exactly, that's, that's I guess, part of this like, hyper reverence that yeah. you pay to this position and this mythical figure of the quarterback. Yeah. It's almost more than a real figure, it's a mythical figure. But can you explain to me the American in Tom Brady? Uh,
1: you know, so he's getting to the point where the narrative may flip um Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff that you invoked earlier i'll talk about in a minute but there is a especially now maybe because we have the boomer generation which feels like it's being sort of ushered off the stage of power of Mm -hmm. politics and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i think um sorry um brady resonates a lot with a lot of people because he is continuing to be at the top of his game and he's continuing to be uh his presence felt and to hold on longer and demonstrate that you are um able to to keep going like it's just a really par- important part of our story that we just mm-hmm. never give up but there's also in the way you framed in the way it sounded like uh from what you were reading we have a really strong underdog um narrative in our sports as well um so mm-hmm. setting up these two tropes these two common stories narratives um are are sort of at war in in this mm-hmm. super bowl
0: And in this instance, it's not even entirely clear who is the underdog because the reigning champion is the young guy. Yeah, uh, is Mahomes. Yeah, uh, and Brady is sort of like this old cowboy. <laughs> really, yeah. to, uh to uh, yeah, who's trying to uh, win his last duel yeah, or yeah. something. I don't know. I mean,
1: yeah, no. I mean, I guess the way you've said it there, it sounds a lot like sort of the old west kind of narratives mm-hmm. that we have. Yep. Where the old gunslinger is coming out of retirement to make sure the town is safe again. You know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. we do have those kinds of tropes.
0: And what do you make of all of it? Um, I mean, where do you do you? Um, go into it with any kind of um preference do you um just <laughs> m- may the <a> better win <laughs> what is this? what's good i mean m- me going into it is like uh
1: <laughs> figuring out how to cheer at the right times and not embarrass my friends in front of other people <laughs> um <laughs> there's also like i don't know if you want to talk about this but there's mm-hmm. also like food culture around um mm-hmm. the event too like there's like people will break out different like bean dips and that kind of stuff so there's lots of mm-hmm. like other aspects to culturally mm. participate in that like people like me find a way <laughs> way in uh maybe i send out like my be- beamed recipe to everybody so we can all have it at the same time yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's you know uh I, you know personally yeah i don't like tom brady even though he like really mm. helped the patriots which is like sort of nominally my team the mm. dude has just been like uh in the political sphere and shouting Mm -hmm. down other people so no Mm -hmm. i mean like uh if he does if he does not have joy that day that sounds good to me
0: (laughs) yeah because um it seems after four years of trump uh or even more years of division uh, in america um there's not really much that is really still apolitical and the quarterback position certainly has been hyper politicized by trump himself Because there was Colin Kaepernick, a uh, quarterback who lost his job because he was protesting for equality. um, And he used the US anthem to do it, uh, to kneel down. Um, And uh, Trump, of course, basically shot him down. um, And uh, yeah, basically uh, told NFL owners okay, if you're going to employ this guy, Uh, I'm coming after you. So he used his power as the most powerful white man in America at the time um, Yeah, to marginalize a black athlete. Yeah Um, and Tom Brady was sort of yeah, quite obviously throwing Kaepernick also under the bus at the time. So I pulled out this this quote. Um, He was asked, so this was, so Kaepernick was looking for a job. This was fall 2017. He was asked if he had paid much attention to Kaepernick's situation and he sort of was evasive, saying, not much, not much, not this time of year. My attention goes in a lot of places, so not much. Um, And then he added, I don't know Colin very well at all. I've never really had a conversation with him. Yeah. So pretty, pretty obviously. I mean, he could have used his power there to make a statement. Right consciously chose not to yeah is that sort of the, the stuff that you were alluding at as well or? yeah that's
1: exactly and he's
0: even gone sort of like
1: further trying to keep people quote unquote in their lane like when other people mm-hmm. have started to speak out there were other athletes in the nfl and outside of the nfl that stepped up to try to defend uh kaepernick and then part of the story is like this is a f- really quite excellent uh athlete a cap uh, cap like and he just never got picked up by any other team after he lost mm-hmm. his spot, and has just sort yeah. of like you know been on uh, on the sidelines. So, mm-hmm. um, essentially, either an explicit, or, uh, you know, implicit like boycott of of this uh, guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's a this is a little bit of a side analysis, but I'll circle it back to Brady in just a second. I've always wondered if part of the trouble. There are sort of two things going on with the NFL, and I'll contrast it with the NBA. <clears throat> One is there's this like, in order to participate in the long run in the NFL, you are risking your body you are like so i've mm-hmm. i've done research we got a paper out that was investigating um head trauma and the mm-hmm. long-lasting implications of participating mm-hmm. in um football and like there mm-hmm. was a guy when you and i were in we at penn or i guess maybe mm-hmm. shortly after you left who committed suicide and they mm-hmm. they sort of looked at his brain and there was had been severe trauma this was a you know really high accomplished, you know, athlete, student athlete. And it was, you know, leading to rates of depression in folks. Yeah. And this particular guy struggled and, and and ultimately took his life. So there's mm-hmm. a culture that has to be built around that, that sort of disregards yourself, that looks very military, that sort of is mm-hmm. like, you are part of a team. You may mm-hmm. die, but your brothers will continue. Mm-hmm. Like So there's this, like, culture of self-sacrifice that mm-hmm. um, is... Actually, beat into you over over many many years, and you have to mm-hmm. willfully disregard those, and that is celebrated. Um, <clears throat> you'll see like people playing through immense amounts of pain, you know, um, that kind of stuff is rewarded. There's also that the team is more spread out. I don't. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I don't know. Was it 13 people on the field at one time? Uh, no, I think it's 11. Okay, mm-hmm. if I was playing, there would be 13 because I would run out of field in the wrong time. <laughs> um, so there's a number, quite a number of people on you know so there's 22 people right for Mm. with both Mm. both teams if you switch this over to the nba you've got five players right Mm. um on a team and Mm. while it's really physically demanding they're not beating into each other we're not talking about you know concussions so there's there's a couple different things uh where i think the prestige and the resources are not as spread out the team is a smaller unit the benches are uh, yeah. really quite deep for a football team. You've also yeah. got like special teams that have certain roles that only yeah. come at certain points. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the power is really diffuse and the mm. rewards are really diffuse and people are viewed as widgets in football.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, one guy goes down, we'll just swap another guy, except for the yeah. QB. Except for the
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I was about to get to that because um, for me, and a lot of people compare it to chess, right? Yeah. Um, uh, football, because it's also, it has a lot of like different... Com- complex, strategical moves uh, that are pre-planned yeah, and uh, right. types of offense and defense. It's quite a clear correlation. The quarterback is like a king-like figure as well, right? So he's being protected by all the rest of the field. Um, and it's interesting because we if, we, if we tie it to this shift that's happening, uh, to these more, in, in a literal sense, more diverse quarterbacks that are coming up, yep. they can not only throw as accurately, um, and and take decisions uh, as perfectly, but they're also usually much quicker than these mm-hmm. all-white quarterbacks. Uh, much more uh, agile, mobile. Um, so they're not. So if you compare it to chess, they're not only the king; they're sort of like king and queen combined. Mm-hmm. If you want, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's there's a more diversity coming yeah. here in a very literal sense as yeah. well. I also
1: wonder if just like leadership styles will change or if like the ability to have a shared background and trust um, among the leadership and the, you know, sort of like frontline guys, like there's got to be major impacts. And it's, yeah. it does not make sense that it's
0: pretty much just been white uh, quarterbacks. It just doesn't, it just doesn't pass yeah. the straight face test. And talking about leadership that brings me to the second super bowl that i watched live uh, in my in my lifetime so far because the the kickoff time is usually around 1 a.m or so in germany so i can't especially since, since i have kids i just can't, can't stay up until then um but i did stay up of course for the eagles versus the patriots uh, mm-hmm. three years ago yeah uh, that was a great night but um yeah i mean there also when we talk about leadership and and tom brady um tom brady Basically, got outplayed, and that on that one mm. particular night, uh, yeah. magically, miraculously, by the backup quarterback Nick Foles uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles, who just yeah. had a night of a lifetime. Um, I think altogether it was like the greatest Super Bowl in terms of yards, <laughs> passing yards, whatever. So yeah. it, it was a, it was an insanely fun game also to watch. Yeah. After the game, you know the norm is that the losing quarterback uh meets mm. the winning quarterback in the middle of the field shakes his hand says right. congratulations and and all the best that didn't happen that night yeah. um, for some reason and of course he tried to talk his way out of it afterwards uh and, and he's pretty good at that um but and the, the crazy thing is he's done it again yeah. he's even done it again to nick Foles this year yeah. so he said to the same guy who still hasn't i mean his career has never really lifted off i mean this was like the, the the peak of his career back then yeah. uh, and Brady is still at the peak uh, so i mean what is it? so it's almost like he doesn't regard him as an equal or something uh, yeah. so he walked off on him again and another guy um, so yeah a bit of a toxic loser attitude yeah.
1: oh. <laughs> i'm not, i'm trying so hard not to make like lots of comparisons to politics but yes that does not surprise <laughs> me <laughs> one of the like small comparison you know one of the other really american games right is baseball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think it's like super interesting that in baseball you got the our world series is like seven games or be- you know best of seven mm-hmm. so there's <clears throat> there's this like replication of like you know do it do it do it right um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get to to get past like a one time uh you know like you just had a good game but that's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of football mm. football has this sort of more war feel to it where it's like, mm. no, you don't get to like repeatedly engage Like this is a major battle. Like this is the confrontation mm. and the winner-take-all and That's mm. a very that does contrast with the slower moving baseball uh, mm. uh, um, That also Americans love
0: Yeah, yeah this winner-takes-all I mean there you already have this this great analogy to the political system as well right? Yes, so it awesome. seems a lot of a lot of American society seems to be built around this, this dualism, right? It's like, okay, either you win, and if you don't win, you lose. Uh, yeah. If you come in second, and that maybe is the same for a track and field meeting uh, as it is for, um, you know, the, the baseball World Series or the Super Bowl. Um, if you come in second, uh, for some people, you're the first loser. Like, yeah. it, it, doesn't, yeah, right? it doesn't, doesn't really count as much. And, and it, that's, not, that's not something that America has um, exclusive. In the world, of course, um, a lot of sports is, is um, modeled like that, yeah. um, but it seems even more pronounced in in, in different layers of, of society and sports yeah. there, right? Yeah, I think
1: that's right. I mean, I think there are different sports that like are more or less of an emphasis on that. And I would definitely say, like, football is the most friction packed and like tight dense like you know comp- mm. and then some of our other ones are much more spread out and replications of like winning is really mm. important and you do like the baseball season is like what 150 160 games or yeah. <laughs> something like just crazy and football season is what like on the order of like 20, I
0: don't know. No, not even. I think the regular se- so they're, they're thinking of expanding mm-hmm. the regular season, I think from 16 games currently 16. to 17 games yeah. to have basically make more money. They already expanded <laughs> the playoffs this year a little bit. Mm. Um, and, you know, of course, they're also struggling with, with COVID effects. Um, yeah. There will be 22,000 spectators on Sunday. Oh, in interesting. The, in, uh, person? Um, uh, in person? In um, person. Among them, uh, 7,500 healthcare workers that the NFL has invited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that sounds like a nice PR stunt. Uh, it's a great um, way to
1: spread <laughs> the COVID into the hospitals. Yeah. It's a very effective way to do that, guys.
0: So apparently there are um, health protocols in place mm. and, and um, distance seating um, from, sure. from what I gathered. Um, but yeah, and of course, I think we can agree that it would be more healthy for the country if 22,000 people just stayed at home. Yes, I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Uh, the epidemiologist in me is cringing. Oh, man. <laughs> show must go on, right? So that's, um, um, but I I guess we agree that things have to move on somehow. But yeah, um... I, I, you know, I shouldn't leave it that way. Like it it is, uh, I think having this competition
1: is really Mm. excellent. And I think it does, it does build excitement. My, you know, uh, the group chats that I'm on, like people are talking about it, like it's an it's a really healthy, nice distraction uh, Mm. from everything that's been going on. It's fun to like, talk trash with friends about things Mm. that are are at this level.
0: I, w- I want to circle um, back before we finished. Uh, just to this this awful acronym, uh, we started off with uh, the goat. And you know the greatest of all time, and and there's always this discussion: uh, who is the biggest athlete of the world? Yeah. Um, and of course, it has to be an American athlete. Um, so it's I don't know who's in the mix: Tom Brady, mostly uh, MJ, I guess, Michael Jordan, um, LeBron, Le, 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 LeBron. Um, but let's let's stay with with Brady for the moment because it's it's Super Bowl week. So growing up, I, I you know was very fascinated. Um, by Muhammad Ali um, yeah. and so when I was growing up still in the 80s and 90s there was no discussion uh, who was the greatest. I mean there was only one greatest. It mm. was Ali. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't agree that tom brady should even be in this discussion right. and i think a lot of people uh, will hate me for that so, um, but for me but let me because we we talked a little bit about, about the political aspect and and i hear people saying yeah, I mean, he's an athlete. He doesn't have to care for all this stuff out there. He should only, you know, focus on, on his sports. Um, even Michael Jordan, you know, refused to endorse a Democratic senator. Um, you know, he with his, with his infamous him. quotes, yeah. uh, Republicans buy sneakers too, <laughs> uh, and so forth. Well, you know, there was a sports athlete um, yeah. who risk everything, risk yeah. his own life, basically, risk being thrown to jail for 10 years yeah. and couldn't fight for three and a half years um, and actually also, I mean, this is maybe also the link to, to the sacrifice um, the, the, that we, that you mentioned in, in football, um, who also continued too long and suffered from severe brain damage and yeah. Parkinson's syndrome, and that was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And I think if you know Ali's story and how he went absolutely against the mainstream, against the establishment, yeah. which was even more hateful at the time that's right against racism um, as a as a black athlete yeah. how can Tom Brady even be oh. in that discussion <laughs> yeah I, I, isn't, I that, think... isn't that isn't that isn't that an insult to the legacy of Muhammad Ali well I, I would even say to a, America right like you know yeah. Muhammad Ali fought
1: uphill battles you know and struggled and yeah. helped us figure out how to have dissent in positive ways Right? Like, uh, you know, that was a man who built himself up and sustained himself against overwhelming forces. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to undercut Brady here. Like, he's had the wind at his back by being supported by very uh, financially well backed teams over and over again. An amazing athlete, but getting surrounded by other people who will take Mm -hmm. some major hits for you and protect you, that's Mm -hmm. very different than the story of Muhammad Ali. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I will. You know point to lebron james is is someone mm-hmm. who really needs to be like thought about, and I think over mm-hmm. the next five, ten years that that's mm-hmm. a person who may have a Muhammad Ali kind of mm-hmm. influence on the United States. He's really been thinking and supporting a lot of political processes outside of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know uh, the nBA and even within the nBA has you know endorsed mm-hmm. uh, certain political moves inside of that and so uh, Muhammad Ali left a mark. And I think you're yeah. seeing some athletes pick that up now.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think we're gonna see more people from a younger generation um, also to um, yeah, walk in these footsteps that are very large, uh, that yeah. Muhammad Ali left. Um, and I think this is a good way to, to end this show. Yeah. um you listen to The Americanist, please do follow us um, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. And thank you so much for listening. In. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Take Good care, see you, man. Bye, bye.